This is another Courtney Nolan, the podcast episode, and I'm your host, Courtney Nolan. In this episode, I want to talk about PTSD and how it affected my marriage, um, how it affected me and our kids. So yeah, this one's a pretty personal one. My husband was diagnosed with PTSD um, two years ago. And as a result, that had a, a incredible impact on our marriage, on our kids, and just our lives in general. And I really want to share this with you guys because I think this episode shines a really bright light on mental health, on what you think you know, what it actually is. And maybe just a couple of tools and tips for when you're a wife in this circumstance or when you, when it's somebody you love who's affected by this illness or condition or whatever it's being called at the moment, um, how you can actually navigate those waters and still look after yourself. Because that was one of the main things that used to shit me off when people would say that to me when Mick was first diagnosed, um, oh, you have to look after yourself, you know. Oh, you still have to look after yourself. And that used to drive me absolutely fucking nuts because it felt like it was coming from a place of people don't know what to say and, oh, I better just say this. You know, like when, um, when you first have kids... And people say to you when you are in the absolute thick of it, when you are sleep deprived and when you don't know which way is up and people say bullshit things to you like, oh, I appreciate this time now or um, sleep when the baby sleeps. And you're just like, that is the most unhelpful fucking advice ever. Thanks, Susan. Maybe keep that to yourself when all you actually need to hear from people is, you know, I see you, I hear you. That must be incredibly tough because I know that I need to look after myself and I know that I needed to put time and energy into looking after me. Like I know these things, like I'm not an idiot, but the way that it would always come across was really flippant um, and just felt really condescending. Like you've got, you haven't paid me the time to listen to what I'm actually going through and what I might be feeling. You're just giving me some cute little line that you've read on a Hallmark card somewhere and it just felt so disingenuous. So I really want to create this episode to empower you to think about the way that you speak to people when they do have something like this in in their life because your words matter. And I mean, I say that all the time, but your words, God damn, they really matter. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Mick and I had been together. I think we'd been married. We had a couple of kids and then, yeah, then he got unwell, like really unwell. And that was as a result of his career in the police force. And it was horrendous. This is not something that I would wish on anyone ever. And I thought I knew my way around PTSD. I thought I knew my way around depression. I thought I knew my way around anxiety, having experienced it myself beforehand, but no, It is so different when you are the spouse of somebody who's going through this and it's an absolute mess. I won't even sugarcoat it. It's a fucking shit show. It's hard and it's messy. It's clunky. There is very little information out there for a spouse. I started 
um, listening to different podcasts to get advice as the significant other of somebody who's been diagnosed with these mental health conditions. And it was fucking bullshit. The advice most commonly given was to leave. And that absolutely horrified me because our marriage is rock solid and it really, it shook me because I'm like, is this what, is this the advice that's been given to women who are at their most vulnerable when they're trying to care for their loved one? The advice is to leave. And this, these podcasts and these books were from, I'm like veterans wives. So you know, people who've come back, husbands who have come back um, from war or um, defense or something like that. And as a result of that, developed PTSD or depression or anxiety or something like this. Um, and that was the advice. It's like, you. this is a different person. You've got every right to leave. And that to me was like, not an option. We have a beautiful family with three boys and I love my husband and I was willing to do the work. Like when I made my vows, yes, they were unique. They were not the traditional ones, but it was not a, it was not an option to, to leave. So I was in this and I needed to make a way for myself to make it work. Um, and I really hope this episode helps and just empowers you if you're in this situation, but empowers you if you know somebody who is also in this situation, because It's fucking hard and we need all the support that we can get in the ways that we need it. So firstly, you just need to listen. My advice is always to listen. And as somebody who talks a lot and coaches women, some of my sessions, I do majority just listening for for the majority of the call. I will be listening and that is what people need. They just want to be heard. And heard in the way that you're listening to what they're saying, not just to tick the box or not just listening for the little piece of gossip in there that you'll go back to your um, friendship group and share. Because that was definitely a feeling that I got on some occasions, which is fucking rank. So don't be that girl. Listen because you want to. And I've said this on one of my other podcasts before. If you don't have the space to listen to somebody else's um, hard stuff, then just tell them. It's not that hard. It might feel uncomfortable for you, but imagine how it feels for them when you're pretending that you've got the emotional load to be able to hold them. Be upfront. Like, it's not that fucking difficult. Just say, hey, look, I actually, I can't hold this at the moment for you. I'm really sorry. I want to be there for you, but at the moment I can't hear this for whatever reason. Trust me, that is a lot nicer than just pretending you can hear it. Listening. Yes, start there. Listen where you can. People don't need anything fancy. Just hear them out because it's going to be clunky. It's going to be ups and downs and highs and lows. And that is the most helpful thing in the world to have a genuine person, a genuine girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, genuine friend listen to you. It makes the world of difference. The next thing that I I think I really experienced was just the ups and downs of everything. So everything can change in the blink of an eye. You can be having a perfectly fine day and then all of a sudden it switches because of whatever's gone on, whatever triggers happened. And that day now has a very different trajectory to what it had 10 minutes ago. So being flexible, it's not easy, especially when you've got kids and you've got, you know, three other little people that you need to be managing in that situation. Yes, that can be really hard. So I had to learn to be even more flexible with what I needed 
and what I expected from the day. So it would be devising a system for Mick and I, so who would have which responsibilities and being fairly fluid with them. And this definitely felt a lot easier when I did leave the police because I had more control over my my time um, and my day and when I would see clients and how my day would actually look and how I could be there for him when he needed me to. Which leads me to my next pers- next point. You can't be everything for this person. And that's what I learned probably the hard way. I tried to be everything for Mick. I tried to be all up in his like healthcare, all his, like the protocol around that. Um, not a doctor because I'm very well aware I'm not one, but just helping with his medical side of things. So I, I definitely think in that way, I tried to be everything and not just wife and mum and me. So my advice is always to just find your own boundaries, find where you want to hear about the level of care and what he needs in that way, what your ability to listen is and what you can hear. Because obviously um, some of the things that come up are really quite gritty. And that's again, when I, when I remind myself like, well, this is his trauma and I actually can't hear this right now. He can save that for any one of his medical team and he can kind of offload that there because I can't. I don't want to be exposed to any more traumas like I've had enough in my life and I can't hear these again. So being aware of your own boundaries in your relationship and what your emotional load looks like. And then finally was asking for help. So I thought I could do everything myself and that for me was like I have to be able to look after the boys 24-7 and work and um, that was really challenging for me to actually reach out and ask friends or family for help to watch the boys when I needed it because as you can imagine they're high energy and boys like to be doing stuff all the time and we only recently bought a tv a couple of months ago so we didn't even have a tv during those early phases which which did it just was another thing another factor of how I can entertain the boys when Mick is having a dark week or a dark day and how that looks and the pressure it would then put on me so in our marriage, that was obviously the complexity, the changes of dynamics, the um, the shift from masculine to feminine, because I had to be in my masculine so much of the time. And how that would look would be like me organizing all the appointments and doing all the correspondence and um, me just running point with everything in the house, which, as you can imagine, is an incredible load. And I tried to sort of delegate where I could, but in essence, I had to know when bills were due and when what car needed to be serviced and which day the boys had um, photos or different whatevers. That was the buck stopped with me. And yeah, that load was really, really heavy. And I think this is the point that I felt, I felt the burnout come on again and the mum burnout and the mum guilt And this is just a massive piece of self-awareness that only, well, I think your significant other can definitely see it, but you feel it and you know it. And this is when I flirted with the burnout, the mum guilt, all of those things. And I really realized that I wanted to change the way that I was managing things. And Working for myself, that meant I had more boundaries with when I would create programs or when I would create stuff for my social media platform or how I would show up. So I put boundaries in place around my work life. 
I also put boundaries in place around my personal time. So, uh, which actually meant carving out time for myself. So I would make the, make the date with myself to go on my own and have a coffee on my own somewhere not broadcast this to anyone or anyone. It would just be me spending time with myself, which is so important. A, as a mum, but B, when you have somebody who has fluctuating mental health conditions, you need to have that consistency of alone time to yourself somewhere in the week, somewhere in the day where you just get to show up for you. Sometimes you need to have somebody else hold you accountable to this because it can be really hard when you get swept up in a dark day or a dark week or something like that that's happening at home or your little ones are sick and that throws everything off. Sometimes this is where accountability partners can work really, really beautifully. So whether or not it's a good girlfriend or a family member or just somebody else who can help, you make sure that you have that time to yourself. Somebody else can book your hair appointment or your nails or your lashes or whatever it is that you get done. But just having those appointments where you go and do something for yourself is key. I also focused heavily um, on what I wanted from life, like what it meant for me. So it's really important to keep stuff happening for yourself. It's really nice to have something for you to work against, work towards, sorry. So whether or not that's in business or your personal life, whether or not it's a fitness goal or daily walks or um, something business related for me was great. So I could have business goals or what I was working towards or what I wanted to achieve. And I think this is really helpful. Just knowing that you have some other outside of the house purpose going on so that you can work towards it. That was really helpful. Um, yeah, I hope I hope that makes sense. I thought I'd have time in this episode to touch on tips and tricks, but I actually don't think I will. So I might need to um, pop that in a new episode just because it's not something that I want to rush. And I think it's so important um, to talk about. But yeah, I just, I know where you're at if you are experiencing this in your marriage and I'm always happy for you to please, please reach out because I know how lonely it felt. Like nobody fully understands what you're going through unless they've been through it. And I had one girlfriend who actually was going through a similar thing and she was phenomenal. So it just, it's about looking outwards for what you need to help inside your home. It is about not, um, it's about finding the right people to invite into your world. It's about investing in yourself. So whether or not that's time or money or energy, You have to still keep yourself as a priority in the ways that work for you and your family and how this fluctuating condition can can work for you. And it's just about knowing your boundaries. You have to know what you can do, what you will are willing to do, what works for you, options to change and yeah, how you can find support for your spouse and for yourself. Because I know that there's support out there and I just I don't think that it's fantastic. It's definitely there, but in terms of for the spouse, I think it's the ball is well and truly dropped. So yeah, I hope this quirky little episode hits you where you need it. And I will yeah, create another one on the tips and tricks and stuff like that, that I think have a little bit more um, help in a marriage and how that can kind of benefit you to still maintain some degree of emotional resilience and to look after yourself and yeah still 
flourish, as everyone likes to say at the moment. Have a have a beautiful day, please. Like, share and follow. And when you reshare this one on your Instagram stories, please tag me and let me know if you know somebody who's going through this as well, because it's such it's such a life changing event. Love always. Courtney.